Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. How amazing. This is our first year officially um, in Well to Well. And if you guys are like, well, what is Well to Well? We just learned about some organizations. It's Well to Well Sunday, so you're going to find out. So you just saw three individuals that are in this room right now that have participated over the last year. And I want to start by just reading our mission statement for Well to Well. Well to Well fulfills the call of Oasis to connect others to God's presence by investing in Chicago. We love and build his church first, and from the overflow of the church, we will see a city where the family is reestablished, the school system is flourishing, and the community is restored. And we, we saw that, right, just in eight minutes. I don't even really need to share a message, but we're going to anyway. And, you know, uh, the theme verse that we have for Well to Well is Ezekiel 47, 12. I preached on that last year at this time. And it's every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. So like I said, we launched this ministry last year, and this isn't our first time ever doing outreach with Oasis. We've always had a spirit and a tangible way that we've connected with our city, but we really felt the Lord stirring and doing something new. Um, our director, uh, Jazz, who you'll be hearing from later, um, has really helped to build uh, this dream and this vision for our church. And so we wanna share what the Lord has done, not to gloat or anything, but to help you guys feel more connected as a body to what's going on. Um, obviously, you just watch a few stories and we're gonna continue to kind of share the full story of Well to Well. And so obviously the mission statement focuses on three areas, family, schools, community. And so I quickly wanna go through each organization before I even go further, but the organization that we partner with for, Safe Fam for the family branch is Safe Families. It's an organization that serves to meet families and parents in times of crisis through surrounding them with community. That looks like people hosting children in their home, transport transporting children, babysitting children, and so much more. And you heard um, Melanie Phil's story. This year at Oasis, under the leadership of Diana, we had six trained DCFS-approved volunteers, 10 people that partnered to be prayer warriors, four families impacted, and six hostings. And yes, let's clap for that. Let's clap for that. If you've been here at team time, you'll know that there's been moments where we've prayed over um, different people that are about to host a new child. And um, I'm gonna plug it here, but you'll hear more later. Uh, this Saturday, we're actually doing a training for people that wanna host. It's an all-inclusive, all-one like training. And so if that sounds interesting, you'll hear more about that later. GRIP. That is the branch that we focus on for our school branch. It's an organization that serves and focuses on the youth of our city through life-on-life -life mentorships uh, within the school system here in our city. You heard Marisol's story. This year, under the leadership of Kiran, we had four volunteers, 50 to 60 kids interacted with on Slam night, Nights Weekly, and five men mentees. So let's clap for that, because that is amazing. <laughs> 
But I'm so excited because this year we're gonna actually see this expand. There are gonna be so many ways to get involved. I know that some people have felt, man, I can't commit to every week. What, how can I, st- I really believe in schools. I wanna help in that. There's gonna be so many more opportunities. There's gonna be once a month Fridays at their new location. They need people to provide professional shadowing, um, coaches, refs. And what I'm most excited for is they've partnered with Chicago Hope Academy. And they're gonna be doing something called Cookies and Conversations right here. And so we get to actually have an opportunity to impact students that are here um, with grip. And so to see the Lord just really connect all of these ministries has been awesome. And then for community, Chicago City Life Center, a long time standing relationship that is near and dear to JP and I, and I know to so many of you guys. They're a special church on the south side of Chicago that serves multiple neighborhoods, neighborhoods including Inglewood. You may know them from a few of our joint services, or maybe you've been there as well. This year, at Oasis, under the leadership of Caleb, we had 20 consistent Oasis volunteers. Over 70 to 100 people served on Tuesdays for their family service. 30 people prayed for bi-weekly at Street Team, their back-to-school event, and so much more. Kayla is constantly working with them. Thank you, Lord. And then last, this, lastly, this last year, we had a special and unique opportunity to partner with Bethel Temple, another church that we've done joint services with. Um, they really rallied and they continue to rally as the migrant population grows here in Chicago. And as a church, we were, we were able to come alongside them in very tangible and physical ways. Um, we've mentioned at other services, but through laundry machines, refrigerators, food, and a lot of you actually helped to go pick up that food and drop it off. And 30 families have been impacted through that. Um, And so we could talk for hours. I'm giving like the high level snapshot of what has happened over the last year. But we we wanna provide the why for you. My daughter's two and her favorite word right now is why, but it comes out like why, why? And I believe that when we know the why, we can attach ourselves so much deeper to something. And so today we're gonna understand the why something like this matters. Last year when I shared, um, you know, I, I really honed in on the, the church as the centerfold, and we're gonna focus on that today. And we believe that, you know, the church should be the leading force of change and wholeness to communities. But we know that it starts in one place here. We believe in a healed people healing our city. We believe that when the church first seeks the presence of God together, we then can go after actually building the kingdom of God. This matters right? If this isn't working, well, 12 doesn't work. And so as Oasis is healthy and whole, we believe it will tip over and flow into every part in ministry in this city and nothing but health and life will bubble. So well to well. You're gonna hear me share the mission statement like three more times and that's intentional because I want you to understand. I want you to be able to know it and say it. It fulfills the call of Oasis to connect others to God's presence by investing in Chicago, We love and build his church first. And from the overflow of the church, we will see a city where the family is reestablished, the school system is flourishing, and the community is restored. Why these three areas? The Bible constantly focuses on the family system. It is the threadline of the Bible. The Bible cares about teaching and equipping. Jesus was called teacher. And Jesus' ministry constantly focuses on the community. Look at the woman at the well. And today, uh, I've argued with the Lord. I haven't as of the last week, but prior, I was arguing with the Lord of the the verse and the passage that I'm going to be preaching off of, which is the woman at the well. I said, Lord, I feel like we could get more creative than talking about the woman at the well on Well to Well Sunday. It feels a little cringy and too, too, uh, I don't know, like, I, I don't know. I just, 
I didn't like it at first. And as the Lord has really ministered to my heart, I've been wowed. And so we're gonna cover a lot of scripture and we're gonna kind of fly through this. But uh, turn your Bibles to John 4, 4. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called, called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. Can, how can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? As did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will be in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't go thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is, your, is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation is from the Jews. Yeah, a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one who is speaking to you, I am he. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want or why are you talking to her? Then leaving her, water, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? <laughs> I, he I just hear it in that tone. My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him at me to finish his work. Don't you have a saying, it's still four months until harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with him. And he stayed two days. 
And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. This story is so powerful. And for some of you who are like, well, yeah, I've heard it since I was a child. For some of you, maybe it's your first time. And although I have to be quick, I, I have no, I have no um, actual points, which feels very freeing for me, but for you, it's gonna be maybe hard to follow along. So I'm gonna say from here, my, my focus point today is going to be on the significance of wells. And secondly, the significance of reaping. So... The well that Jesus meets this woman at has a deep history. It is the well of Jacob. Generations of blessing and provision, and this is where Jesus chooses to change this woman's life. This is where God first appeared to Abram in Canaan and renewed the promise of giving the land to him. This is where Abram built an altar and called upon the name of the Lord. This is where Jacob built an altar to the Lord. This established the connection between Jacob and what became known as Jacob's well. This was the plot of ground that Jacob gave his son Joseph. This is where the bones of Joseph were eventually buried, where they were carried up from Egypt. And this is where Joshua made a covenant with Israel, renewing their commitment to, to the God of Israel and proclaiming, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This well has history. But as I kept reading and discovering and talking with friends, I soon realized that many wells had redemptive history. We see all throughout the Bible that um, wells were a place that women could get together freely, except for this woman in our story, of course. We see that Abraham's son Isaac meets Rebecca at a well. Moses ends up at a well where he meets Zipporah. Marriages are arranged at a well. Hagar meets God at a well. I don't know about you, but I think it's safe to say at, thing, at wells, things tend to happen and I was like, what is, why? I don't understand. And again, as I continued to discover, a well was like a city center in a community. It was more than just water. It was a symbol of a thriving community. Where there was a well, it meant people are here and it's good and it's well. And how many of us, have, how many of us know that um, when there are good things in this world, there are things that want to come against it? And in Genesis 26, we see a contentious story of wells during a time of famine when God commands Isaac to remain in the land of his father. So I don't want to drift too far from the text of John, but I want us again to understand what wells really meant. In this story of Genesis, we learn about Abraham's well that was dug and supposed to be protected. When Abraham dies, the Philistines basically stopped up the well. Dead animals, um, they just wanted to make it unnoticeable. Some would say it was an, an intentional thing so that people would know that this land has not been claimed. Years later, God tells Isaac, Abraham's son, to stay in this land when there's currently famine happening. So my first thing would be, well, we should probably go. Logic says leave and go find a well. Go find water. Go find something that's thriving. Isaac doesn't do that. He, he stays. He obeys. And first, God blesses his crops a hundredfold, the scripture says. And this is my favorite part. While Isaac was sowing the land, he all of a sudden discovers his father's wells. He redigs them, taking ownership once again of what was rightfully his. And when I read that, I was like, oh my goodness. Of course, yes, Isaac did dig new wells, but for the majority, he reestablished and revitalized his father's wells, reclaiming the land. And when we partner with the deep wells of our city, we are doing what Isaac did, 
reclaiming our land, not even needing to dig a new well, but revitalizing these established wells. So fast forward, because that's not my text. I almost changed my text, but I listened to the Lord. He said John 4. So fast forward, Jesus meets a woman at a well, Jacob's well, a place where redemption happens. And he speaks of a new covenant to come. And I, as I read this, I got the sense that Jesus was doing what Isaac was doing in redigging the well, reclaiming the well as a place of redemption and offering new and living water. He was restoring the well. And I love how the Bible does this. The Bible tends to kind of signal and kind of repeat itself. And I, it was the first time that I ever caught that. And so as much as my personal opinion of preaching about wells felt corny, I think the Lord is saying something else. And I wanna drive home the importance of wells one more time. Our theme verse again for well to well is Ezekiel 47, 12. I read it earlier. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. Ezekiel's all about this flowing living water. And last year when I shared about Ezekiel, I kind of gave this parallel of the aquifers deep below in the underground kind of being this sanctuary of living water. But how do you access aquifers? Wells, that is how you access the water there. And wells require work, a lot of work. And those that draw these wells, it, it's hard. It's really hard. And we, the ones that are drawing from the well, are reaping from the labor of building the accessible well. And so crops have water. People have water. Animals have water. These wells serve a fruitful purpose. The well of Oasis and the wells around our city serve a purpose. That would, it would be what Ezekiel talks about, fruit and food, fruit, fruit for food and leaves for healing. In well engineering or science, whatever the right word is there, um, you cannot build too many wells together. And it, this is interesting to me, and I don't want to sit here too long, but you're not a, supposed to dig too many wells together or else um, the water levels will remain super low and you have to keep digging, keep digging, keep digging. And likewise, if we creep, keep creating new wells, new organizations, or not tending to the established ones right now, who will be sustained? Where will all the laborers go? The sowing has already happened. The wells have been dug. It's time to reap. And I put a disclaimer here because I, I, I don't want to discourage new ideas. Um, I think that the Lord is on new things that are happening. I'm simply trying to drive home the point, point that the constant reinventing the wheel has to cease. We need to begin partnering as the kingdom of God, and that is what Well to Well is trying to do. So Jesus meets this woman has no friends or family, alone at a place where redemption happens. That's my favorite word today, redemption. This well was ready to reap another moment. I can just like, if it, if it wasn't an inanimate object, I just feel like it has this personality where it's like, come on, someone, something happened, please. And it was so ready because that's what its history showed, that things happen. No one was around. It was this quiet, private moment. And then when the disciples do finally come back, they're confused for multiple reasons. Why is he talking to a woman? Why isn't he resting? What's going on? And Jesus kind of ego checks the disciples and says, I'm fine. Someone experiencing my goodness is what feeds me. And on top of that, the harvest is plentiful. So what's going on here? Um, and he says to them at the end, I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. And that feels really intense. And I, I spent a long time trying to decipher what Jesus was 
inferring there. And many commentaries suggest that when Jesus is saying others, he's referring to Old Testament prophets or John the Baptist or even himself. Because of the years of sowing, the time to reap is urgent and now. The woman at the well was ready, clearly. What are we waiting for? When I first read this text, I actually took it from the perspective of um, the woman being the one to go sow the seeds and the disciples reaping from her work. How many of us discount when we share the gospel and we lay a seed that actually they can then go repeat that and do that and as well? And so I almost was like, oh my goodness, is he talking about the woman that's going to plant all these seeds and now the disciples have an easier time? They were the ones that are freaked out of their mind by going to Samaria in the first place and is the woman going to save them from that work? And there's something uniquely special to me about Jesus talking about the harvest being ready at this moment at the well. Reminding the disciples that even the well we stand at has gone before you. I look at this moment at the well with this woman like a supernatural springboard for the harvest. If you look at the events that follow, Jesus heals an official son, the healing of the pool, and Jesus feeding the 5,000 all follow this moment. And it started with a Samaritan woman at a well. The wells have been built, the seeds have been sown. It's time to draw and reap from the work that has been put in. And sure, reaping requires work. It's a hard thing in in farming, but it's quite literally half the work. Jesus says to the disciples, you will reap what you have not worked for. We did not build safe families. We did not build grip. We did not build Chicago City Life Center, but their harvest is plentiful. Their well is ready to draw from. The organizations we work with are deep wells. We are helping to reap. In this season, God has not called us to sow our own community center, maybe one day. But right now, we have been called to reap from the places where seeds have been sown, where wells have been dug. Jesus shows up in a private moment in isolation to a woman that would change generations. These moments of reaping the harvest are not always these public to-do shows. They're intimate quiet, personal. Like Isaac digging up Abraham's well, a few saw and participated in that moment of redigging, but generations drank from it. Those types of moments are what well-to-well experience, shadow-like moments that in turn have generational impact. The people in this room that have said yes to taking on a mentee, a child into their home, making dinner for CCLC or doing street team, no one sees it, hardly anyone knows, yet the impact transcends time. One encounter with that woman changed a community. Hosting or driving a child from safe families that no one will ever fully see or do the work with you will change a family generation through just one child. Mentoring a student through grip changes a whole school and current generation. Building a relationship and showing up consistently to CCLC breaks generational racial and socioeconomic segregation in our city and church. It is time to reap the healing fruit and leaves Ezekiel talks about, and it happens with you. Would we actually approach every one of our encounters with safe families, grip, CCLC, as if showing up to a thriving well, knowing it's a place where redemption takes place, and knowing that our simple yes to these places are supernatural co-signing moments that this is our land, Chicago has been claimed. So well to well, 
fulfills the call of Oasis to connect other to God's presence by investing in Chicago. We love and build his church first, and from the overflow of the church, we will see a city where the family is reestablished, the school system is flourishing, and the community is restored. So what can you do? That's the point of today, understanding how you can actually get involved. As a church body, we should actually know one another. We should know each other's burdens, our stresses, our triumphs, and it's in the, that place where we can effectively press into being the body, right? Remember, everything flows from a healthy church. What I mean by this is we are all part of well to well Welcome. Even if you haven't signed up, you're like, I did not sign up, I did not scan that QR code. We are all part of it. Well to well isn't just an extension, the same way that Kid Zone is not an extension of Oasis, it is Oasis. So what does that look like? Maybe you text one of the families or people that are holding a child and check in after their first night with a new child and ask to bring them coffee. Perhaps you text a grip mentor and invite them and their mentee over for dinner. Maybe you Venmo them money to take them out to ice cream. Maybe you know how to cook for a large group. Ask to cook for Chicago City Life Center. Maybe you have so much baby gear and it's exactly what one of our hosts needs. Maybe you have free hours during the day and can transport a child to a home with safe families. Maybe you have an intercessor's heart and can, can partner with someone in these areas to press into what the Lord is doing. Am I painting a picture? Well to well is not just the job of those that have signed up. If you call Oasis home, it is also yours. And then there are some of you that are sitting here and feeling a tug for a different type of yes. Maybe you want to host a child. Maybe you want to be a mentor. Maybe you want to be out in the community of Inglewood. And we want to get you connected. There's going to be a space and time for that right after our service to go into the gym and hear from the organizations themselves, our incredible team leads that have partnered and sewn with them. And so there's going to be a time for that. But today, as we close this time together, I want to bring Jazz up. She is our director of Well to Well. And let's just, let's just clap for her, please. This, this woman has truly, I came to her like a year and a half ago and said, I need help. Shared the idea and she has faithfully participated in all of this. And when I asked months ago what the team wanted, I said, hey, go to your team, go to Kayla, go to Kieran, go to and ask them, what do you want this service to be about? It was a unanimous, we want it to be bathed in prayer. We want prayer to be the centerfold of what comes out of this time. And so that's how we're gonna end this time. We're gonna end this time praying over those that have said yes and those that are going to say yes. And I'm going to hand it over to Jazz. Thank you, Rach. Can we just say thank you and honor Rachel real quick? As many of you know, Rachel does a lot for this house. She's the mother of this house and I just am so thankful for her. I think a lot of us have also reaped from what she has sown, and so we're very thankful for her. Um, as I was reflecting on what to share today, I was like, oh, Lord, please don't put me up here. <laughs> please, please, please. And he did, and I was like, okay, I'll be obedient. And it brought me back to this passage of Exodus, in Exodus, Exodus 4.10, it says, but Moses, Moses pleaded with the Lord, oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I've never been. I'm not now, not then, even though you have spoken to me. I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Then the Lord proceeds to appoint Aaron to assist. I feel like a lot of the times when we are talking about well-to-well, -well, I get 
brought back with like, oh, but there's always an excuse. There's always like, well, I'm not equipped. I'm not this, I'm not that. Well, a lot of us, right, are called and we're not yet equipped, but the Lord equips us. It's not from what we can do, but truly from the Holy Spirit infilling us. And so I just wanna encourage you today. Rachel talked a lot about what it means to reap what has already been sown proclaiming that this city is the Lord's, that the enemy has not won. And so if that hasn't tugged on your heart, I'm just going to encourage you to sit with that for a second and really pray into what is the Lord leading you to do today. Your yes can simply mean saying yes to partnering with a person who's already doing Safe Families, doing Chicago City Life Center, praying for them when they're about to go out into the street on Friday nights, Guys, there's so much that we can do as a body, and the call is for all of us, not just for the select individuals that have said yes. And so with that, I just want to invite all of those team leads from well to well, as well as our organization leads up to the stage. We believe in the power of prayer in this house. And so if you guys can come all up to the stage, Kayla, Kieran, Diana, Marisol. These people are the rock stars. The people standing behind me are the ones that are in the city every single week, faithful. Monday nights, Tuesday nights, Friday nights, they don't really ever get highlighted. So I wanna take a moment to honor them. We believe in honor in this house as well. So if you guys could just clap for them, stand to your feet and honor them. moment be missed it's not just for them it's for all of us and there's so many testimonies in this house and in this city from what the Lord has done in and through them that he can do in and through all of us imagine what he can do if we all said yes you know we come faithfully on Wednesdays and we pray for a city restored guys we get to do that we get to partner with the Lord to see the city restored so if I can just have the pastors come up, we're just gonna have a time of prayer over our ministry leads. And if anyone has participated in Well to Well in the past year, please come up to the stage as well. We just wanna pray over you. You know, there's a lot of you, so don't be shy. <laughs> Some of them don't want to come up, and that's okay. <laughs> we'll pray from our seats. But if I could just have everyone extend your hands to all of these individuals. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, Father, for 
for your goodness, Lord. We first and foremost rejoice, Lord, in what you are doing in this city, God. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have equipped leaders, God. You have called them by name for such a time as this, Lord. You have declared that Chicago is yours, Lord, and that you see each and every person, Lord, that is in need, God, on the streets, Lord, in their homes, Lord, in, in and through these organizations, God. We thank you, Father, for um, the vision of well to well, God. We thank you for the laborers that are willing to say yes, God. We thank you for this team, God, for each of them who have said yes faithfully, God, in the last year, Lord, um, believing that your word is to come to fruition, Lord. We, we pray, Lord, for restoration over the city, God. We believe, God, that you are doing something new, God. You're speaking a better word over Chicago, and we're standing and believing in that, Lord. And I thank you, God, um, for the hearts of these people, God. I thank you for this church, Lord. I pray, God, um, that as they go out and continue to do the work, Lord, that you just be near and dear to their hearts, God, that you um, entrust them with so much, and God, they're your beloved ones, and we're so thankful for them, Lord. We rejoice in, in the testimonies that have come back, Lord. We're thankful that you... Um, that you do it all, Father. We just get to say yes, God. We get to partner with you, Lord. We're thankful that you have given us the Holy Spirit, God, to see people set free, Lord, to see families restored, to see generations changed, Lord. We're so thankful. God, we just know that you are not done yet. God, I pray for a continual equipping, God, that from the health of our church can overflow into the city of Chicago, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We're expectant, Father. We come to you with expectant hearts, Lord. God, continue to give us dreams and vision, Lord, of where we are to go, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in this place, God. We thank you for these teams, Lord. We thank you um, for each leader, Lord. We thank you for our pastors, Lord, for the covering over our house, Lord. We rejoice in what you are doing, Lord, and we pray all this in your name. Amen. Yeah. But we're not done yet. <laughs> we just said, right? We believe that each and every one has a call into the city to sow, to reap, to rejoice. And so if I could just have you guys posture yourselves to receive what the Lord has for you. I'm not gonna prompt you, I'm not gonna tell you where to go, what to do, but I trust that the Holy Spirit will speak to the hearts of those who are willing and ready to listen. Um, yeah, so I just wanna pray over our body uh, for a moment of receiving. Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this church, Lord. Thank you for Oasis, God. Thank you for each individual who has walked through the doors of this church, God, and received of your goodness, Lord, received of your tangible presence, Lord. I pray over each heart right now, Lord, that you speak to it, Father, that you, um, that you release a new word, God, that you release into them a passion for something, Lord. We believe that you, God, have called each and every one of us, God, to sow into the kingdom, Father, to reap from the fruit, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for that call. It's an honor to be called by you, Lord. And I just pray obedience right now, God. Obedient hearts, open ears and open hearts to receive the prompting of the Holy Spirit, Lord. 
I thank you for Well to Well. I thank you for this city, God. I thank you for each organization, for the leads, for the people who have gone before us, God, Pastor Charles and Kay, Jill and Julia, Sean, thank you so much for each of them, God, that they have um, dug deep wells in this city, God, built relationship with people, God, so we can come and partner alongside them, Father. We thank you for new ideas. We thank you for fresh vision, Lord. We thank you for your prompting, Lord, and I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that we are just able to receive. Lord, we thank you, God. We thank you for this church, God. I pray a prayer of protection over um, each individual as they go today, God, as you continue to speak through to them throughout the week, Lord, that you reveal of the next steps, God, that you are the one who directs our steps, and we are trusting in that, God. We know that you will speak when we are listening, Lord. Father, we just pray all this in your name. Amen. Yeah, so after... I, JP dismiss you. I'm not. <laughs> um, please head over to the gym. Just hear more about Well to Well. Our organization leads will be there as well as our team leads from Oasis that can just share testimonies, share a little bit more of what each organization does. Um, please head out there. Don't leave without just saying hello. Um, yeah, and if you guys see our team leads, just encourage them, love on them. They're amazing. Um, and thank you. Amen. Thank you so much.